Hey folks, this is Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast, where we share stories and insights from everyday fighters just like you. Today I'm speaking with Dan Zayner. He is a married um, father of three and the host of the podcast Anthem of the Adventurer. Uh, today I talk with him about his journey with his young son starting Taekwondo classes together. And uh, they're still fairly new uh, to that that process. But uh, he shares with me just the ups and downs of that process, um, starting things up, having expectations, not getting those expectations met, and where they're at right now. Um, it's very interesting um, journey for, for them. Uh, but also he gets into some of the things that he had struggled with um, growing up and even into his adulthood as far as getting more confidence in himself. And he has a really uh, fascinating approach to building that up and making sure that's something that gets passed on to his uh, his family as well. So really looking forward to sharing his words with you. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to get into our episode spotlight. As a reminder, these spotlights are unsponsored. These folks um, typically have no idea who I am. They definitely no, don't know that I'm doing this. But once in a while, there's a cause or an individual that I run across and I just think that they're doing great work in the world and I just want to kind of uh, share more about what they're doing. And today I wanted to talk about the Good Dad Project. This is an organization actually that I'm a part of um, and um, it's a group of men, uh, fathers, that have banded together to support each other. Um, a lot of times it can be very taxing as a father and it may be such that you feel like you're alone and you know when I found this organization um, I felt that I wasn't alone anymore the, the, there were men in there that were looking to not only improve their home situations with their wives and with their children but also to improve themselves and just having a group of people that I can go to without any judgment um, to to share my highs and lows has been invaluable to me. Um, Larry Hagner there is, is a friend of mine. He's the uh, founder of the Good Dad Project and their Dad Edge Alliance. Um, highly recommend them. A uh, wonderful group of people. And uh, you can check them out at gooddadproject.com. That's it for today's Spotlight. Let's jump into our chat with Dan Zayner. So, yeah, um, I grew up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, my hometown. Um, and uh, trying to think of my so parents uh, were uh, an engineer and a you know bioscientist uh, and then stay at home mom got a, a younger sister and she's three years younger than me I just kind of grew up in like conservative household they were actually my parents were really like against martial arts they were always like oh it's Eastern mysticism like like real conservative Christian household and so I grew up with this like kind of tension of wanting to get into things because I grew up in the nineties of the, you know, mutant teenage mutant ninja turtles and karate kid. And like my friends were doing karate and, and things and just was never able to get into it. 
Um, then we, we moved to Illinois um, when I was in sixth grade. My, my grandfather was uh, not doing so well health-wise and wanted to be closer to the family and things like that. And there, when I got into high school, we had um, some exposure to self-defense classes um, as part of um, this really cool, like, kind of... Uh, like anti-drug, like self-improvement kind of retreat that we did every every year. Um, we we did like a self-defense thing with a guy who became a friend of mine. He was a multi-degree black belt, and I'm not sure which discipline, but that was my my first real exposure. Like, oh, this is what martial arts can be. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, um, you know, towards the kind of mystic side, although that is really cool. It's more, hey, this is a physical fitness. It's functional. It's useful in everyday situations. And so that kind of piqued my interest and, now, and kind of got me into, I want more of this when I'm able to. And um, over the next few years, got a few other opportunities to to get into various, various kinds of martial arts um, from... Uh, let's see. I think my next foray into it was we were living in Connecticut after my wife and I got married and I was working at a shipyard in, in Groton doing hydraulic systems engineering for, for submarines. And a friend of mine told me that she had started up at a Krav Maga studio. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. <laughs> and, uh, got, I, I did, I had been doing a little bit of research on martial arts from, um, uh, the art of manliness blog. He, he had, talked about various kinds of martial arts and one of them was Krav. I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool to try. I didn't. So I went to one class and I thought, <laughs> I've got asthma, like not seriously, but kind of performance induced. And by the end I was sucking wind, felt like I was going to die, but felt amazing. You know, like that, that s- space where you're at, at once feeling absolutely broken down to your fundamental elements, but ready to rebuild yourself into something stronger. Mm. and I was like oh yeah I want some more of this and I couldn't afford to do Krav at the time but I'm like as soon as I'm able to do more of this I am going to and um, a few years later we moved to Indiana I met a friend at church who introduced me to he's a CEO of a real estate development company of all things but he's a really cool guy and he did this thing called a manly skills weekend we've only done one which is really sad but the one was awesome. And it was a whole weekend where we, he brought in instructors and everything. It was like my first foray into like a mastermind group, but for a weekend. Like, so we had a, a Marine who uh, taught at Sears School, like the sur- survival, escape, evasion, and re- reconnaissance. We had um, the county coroner who was a multi-degree black belt in a couple of disciplines of martial arts taught us self-defense and knife fighting and like how to defend yourself with a stick and, you know, all sorts of things. And also combat casualty care, like, and then we learned, uh, you know, basics of, of firearms from, from dry shooting with pistols to range basics to tactical movements and reloading and shooting from cover and like shooting at multiple targets. And then that night we got to learn from a sheriff how to clear your house with a flashlight and a pistol and then practicing at at night in the dark on the range of like drawing and shooting in close quarters. Um, We learned how to do land navigation during the day 
And then we did another land nav course at night, trying to find these little chem lights on a stick in the middle of the woods and fields full of fireflies. So it's pitch dark. There's like wow. half moon and you're trying to find a green light going by compass coordinates on a map in a field of a billion green lights, little fireflies. <laughs> so anyway, that was the next like martial arts thing, but it baked into this whole like awesome, you know, skills weekend. And I, that I was, was a weekend. It was a week- <laughs> you did all that yeah. Stuff. yeah. It was, it was, it was two days. It was insane. Was that like, did you sleep at all? That sounds awesome. And I mean, one of the first things we did there when we got there was we slaughtered a hog and butchered it so that we could throw it on a fire that we made without matches and have it for barbecue that night. Wow. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was man, nuts. Man, absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> um, and then, uh, man, I think the the next thing was like one, when Alex was old enough. So my, my son is our, our first child. He's, He's now five, and we've got two daughters as well, Jane, who will be three next month, and Felicity, who's almost six months. And I've always kind of joked that I want to get my daughters into like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something so that you know, when they start dating, uh, they're, they're able to handle themselves. And also, we're going to put a big poster of their honorary uncles, Larry Atch and Eric Davis, who are retired Navy SEALs, and I know we'll, we'll come if we need them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But knowing that, I'm like, well, I better be a badass too for my for my daughters, and also show my son um, his strength and that aggressiveness is a good thing as as a man. And but also, you need control and discipline and self esteem and uh, and all these things that martial arts can teach you. And so we started looking around. Actually, my wife suggested this hmm. um, program. It's at a church um, that's also got a community center and it's right by our house. We've been talking about it for a few months. Like, Oh, I want to take them to something and center ideas about Brazilian jujitsu and Krav and a couple other things that have kids classes. She's like, Oh, Hey, faith Taekwondo is starting up in, in a month and it's cheap relatively for martial arts and you can do it together, which a lot of these other courses uh, classes were like, okay, you have a kid's class and then afterwards the adults class and it'd be like a whole evening thing but this is on a Saturday morning. We can do it together. We both start out at a white belt and it's, it was awesome. So we, we showed up and I had all these grand ideas of, you know, the first day we're going to get in there and we're going to do our, you know, we're going to learn together and it's going to be this great bonding experience and we get there and he is terrified. Like the kid is very sensitive about, a lot of things, but, but, oh, but extremely um, wary about new experiences, especially in big groups with people he doesn't know. And so we get into this gym full of people he doesn't know with our instructor, who is a very kind and gentle lady, but you know, she yells because <laughs> it's a group of people trying to do Taekwondo together. And so he's standing on his little, you know, spot next to all his little friends in the front row and, I'm all the way across the gym and he is crying uncontrollably and we barely make it through like the the beginning kind of all of the white, all of the colored belts and the white belts are all together doing stretching and, and uh, you know, your basic 
uh, stances and that kind of thing. And then the white belts break off and instantly he's just attached to my leg. <laughs> Pretty much the whole class. Like I'm, I'm half trying to like learn myself and do the things, but, and encourage him to do the things, but not ignore him. And, and, realizing that he's really having a tough time with this. So like I'm having to stop and get down next to him. Like, Hey, you got to listen to the instructor. Just do what he says. He's like, but I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I'm like, that's why we're here. We're learning. I don't know how to do this either. (laughs) And at one point we, you know, he had to go to the bathroom. And so we went out and we came back and had like a little, I had like a little pep talk with him in the hallway. I was like, look, I just need you to put in your full effort. Mm. Like, I don't care that, you, that if you, if you're not able to do the, the moves, but I just want to see that you're doing the best you can. That's what matters here because we're learning, we're growing, we're making mistakes. I'm screwing up all over the place here. And you know, I, I didn't handle this as well as I could have for sure, but I was trying to impress upon him that effort was the important thing. And that, you know, we're going to stick this out and it's fun. We're here to have fun and learn and make mistakes and, and failing is totally fine and, and encouraged. And this is what it's about, but it, it, it didn't land well <laughs> at all. <laughs> and we, you know, I, we got out of the class and I asked him if he wanted to do it again. He's like, no, and <laughs> crying about it. And, you know, we, we had, you know, kind of laughed with the instructor afterwards. He was wearing this Spider-Man uh, sweatshirt and she was like, Oh, next, next week when you come back, make sure you wear your Spider-Man sweatshirt. I'll wear my wonder woman t-shirt. And she was like really awesome. Like trying to connect with him and show him that, you know, it's okay. We want you here. We want you to come back. And I, I realized a, a few things after that day of, Oh, I got home and you, know, you saw the post I made in the, the Alliance, um, the dad's group that we're in. I was like, I was so frustrated with him at first. Cause I thought he wasn't putting forth a full effort. Mm. And I was like, I really would just want him to put in a hundred percent effort. But then looking back, he, he was, it was just not what I perceived as, as a hundred percent. And more of what I was frustrated was myself not preparing him well for the class so that he could live up to what I perceived to be a hundred percent effort, actually trying all the moves and, and doing, you know, responding uh, to the instructors uh, appropriate, appropriately, appropriately and that kind of thing. And so over the next week, after some really good feedback from, from some Alliance guys and some other guys was like, okay, we need to prime and prep better this week for what we can expect in class on Saturday. And so we started watching videos together, like inspirational stuff of like, Hey, if you really stick with this, you can do some cool stuff when you like, like flying flip kicks, kicking boards and stuff. And he was like, Oh, we do that dad. I'm like, yeah, if you practice a whole lot and stick with it, it's like, Oh, okay. And after a few you know days of that, and then we went over, okay, when we get into class on Saturday, it's going to be just like last time. We're going to line up. You're going to be in front with kids your size. And then we're going to get off into our group and we're going to learn some stuff together and we're going to practice it. And 
it totally st- stuck. Like this, the second class, he was a little nervous, but then after like the first few minutes, he was totally fine. Like we got into it and you know, e- each week he was excited to go. He was, you know, cause he got his uniform the second week. We got our uniform the second week and we went home with our little white, with our white belts on and we showed my wife and our, you know, my daughters, you know, the, the, the few moves that we had learned and uh, he was so excited to be doing something with dad that was cool and like powerful and, you know, something that every week he could, he could improve and both of us were improving. And so that third week, then we started seeing him like the third, fourth, fifth weeks, you know, his stances were improving. He was improving his flexibility. I mean, he was already a flexible kid. He's five years old. Of course he's flexible, but, um, and then I'm noticing that I'm improving my fitness in just a few short weeks. Like, you know, I'm working out and rucking all over the place, but my flexibility has always been one of my weak points. But, uh, like our floor stretching, you know, is butterfly stretches and extending your leg out to one side and trying to grab your toes. And I can actually grab my toes on both sides, which I've never been able to do before. And that feels pretty darn good. And then, you know, throughout the the few weeks, our, our kicks are getting higher. And now I'm able to kick to like face height <laughs> and he's able to kick almost over his head. The kid is nuts. And we're, we're learning, you know, it's a simple form. Uh, the, the first one, uh, it's a, it's called song. I'm number one. It's only 18 moves. But, um, at first it, it was, again, it was seeing him like getting really scared about even doing it slowly. But then as we started practicing it, he's able to, to do all the moves. And by the last couple of weeks, we're practicing it at home together and he's able to call out the moves and we do them together slowly. And then, I mean, I, I sent you guys the video of, of our test last week. So I eight weeks in the session, we go from scared out of his mind to he can count in ten, to 10 in Korean confidently. He can kick face height, uh, confidently do all the, all the stances, all the basic moves, some punches, some kicks, some blocks. Um, he's got the form down. He's got the, the one step. Uh, there's three different kind of responses to uh, two different kinds of attacks. He's got those down. And like every week, the instructor's calling him out like, Alex, that was an awesome middle stance. Like that was really good. Like the kid just down there low with his, you know, knees bent and his fists up and he's got his game face on and, you know, or she'll call out like, oh, that was a really great front kick. Like it, it was just really cool to see the growth that he made. And we both made together in, in a few short weeks of, of, of instruction and practice in the group. And now we've, we've tested and completed our, got our orange belt so we can go practice the, the next level form starting next week with the, the rest of the, the colored belts. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been really, really awesome. And, and I love, so we are, are a family of faith. We um, still, you know, profess a you know, deep relationship with Christ and our faith in our, in our family and every class at this, um, this group, they start with prayer, which 
is just really great way to center like who we are uh, with this new way of being of the, the spirit of Taekwondo of, of discipline, of respect, of control over your actions of, of fitness. Um, and it's all brought together under, you know, the, the undercurrent of, of faith, which we really appreciate. And so it was, it was really cool to be able to share that with my mom too. And my dad of like, Hey, you know, this is what you thought Taekwondo and, and martial arts was, was like, you know, this mystic, you know, Eastern religion force, whatever that's to be feared and, and, and to stay away from, but really it's, it's a it's a lively uh vibrant um art that is helpful and healthy and and can also have an element of of our own faith in it and it's just been really awesome looking forward to everything that's that's coming next and we found like some you know one of our friends from church is a a black belt in in taekwondo and so we saw seen him in a couple of the classes there's an advanced class afterwards. So they mix sometimes, but you know, he's bringing in his weapons and stuff and, you know, got the, the wooden sword and everything. And Alex is like, when do we get to use swords? I'm like, when you're a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> nice dude. Well, actually like how, um, because you brought it up. I, I how did your parents um, react when you, when you brought that up to them? Uh, in terms of like, you know, this is what you thought it was. Here's our experience. And what was that like? Yeah, they were, I don't know if surprised is quite the word, but something along those lines of like, oh, that's a lot different than we thought it was. Like even, you know, we were telling them about um, how the class was structured and, and, you know, Alex was demonstrating how to count to 10 in Korean. And they're like, what's that? Some mystic chant. And like, no, he's counting to 10 in Korean. Like, <laughs> and our instructor brought it up too. Like, she's like very explicit about these kind of things because I'm sure she's heard a lot of that. Of like, okay, we're not, you know, chanting something here. We're just counting to ten in Korean. Like, chill out, guys. <laughs> and so it was a lot of a lot of that kind of teaching of, okay, this is really what this is about. It's about discipline. It's about self control. It's about fitness. It's about flexibility learning new, you know, some, some elements of, of another culture, which is great. And, and it's nothing to be scared of. It was, um, you know, some graceful, uh, um, redirection of <laughs> their perceptions of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this particular program with the church, is that a program specifically for kids and their parents or that's just like their standard program and you're, you're part of it you know, you're in there, kids and adults, you know, alike. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, kids and adults all mixed together. Um, parents are encouraged to do it with their kids, but it's not just a parents and kids thing. There's, uh, there's adults doing it on their own. Yeah. What is it meant for you to be able to do this with him? Um, because most parents are, are content to say, okay, let's enroll them. You know, uh, we'll we'll step away. We'll we'll sit. You know, we'll sit on the side and watch, and and, and they're fine with that. But that's not that's you. You were specifically looking to do something together with your boy. What has this process been for you in that regard? Yeah, I wanted to be really intentional with that. Of not my one of my big goals as a dad is to the greatest extent possible 
not be the kind of dad who sits on the sidelines reading a book and watch, and you know watching YouTube while his kid is doing something. I want to be in it with him. That's going to mean we're going to make a lot of different choices than a lot of American parents will. I'm not going to be coaching his little league team. I'm just not going to do that because mm-hmm. it takes up too much time and we don't actually do it together. And it, it takes away from what we want as a family, which is experiences and learning things together and teaching each other things. So this is, gonna, this is one of those things where we can learn together. He, I can teach him things, but he can also teach me things. And we can experience the same thing in different ways. So he has other activities that you mentioned. Little League, he, he's part of. Like he, he does. No, he's other... not. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm saying like that's not going to be a thing. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Like I hear other guys in the alliance, and no judgment, but this is just what I want for for my family. Like kids who are six years old in baseball, three nights a week from seven to nine. And, you know, their dad is feeling obligated to be the, the assistant coach and he's, t- he's taking time away from his wife and other kids. And like, he's just coaching the team and everybody's getting home tired. Relationships are getting broken down instead of built up. And I will not stand for that in my family. Uh, anything that we do has to build our relationships together rather than bring them apart. So it's got to protect our sleep. It's got to protect our faith. It's got to protect our fitness and our time together as a family. Mm, mm. That's good stuff, man. Like you, yeah, just the, the being very clear in terms of what you're trying to get in terms of an experience, uh, not only for your boy, but also for you know how it relates to your family a, as a whole. Yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, when you uh, – one of the things you talked about earlier that was kind of the the initial expectation uh like of okay we're going to do this thing and you know you had your own experience with it you know even as as a teenager and as as a, as a you know um as a uh, young adult as, um with those other things that you were doing but this was his first foray into this is that oh, yeah. right okay <laughs> i mean the only thing close to this he'd ever done before is just, you know, playing Ninja Turtles with me. And so like, yeah, nothing even close. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been in preschool. He's been in a school environment, but yeah, not like this. <laughs> what was that like for you when you're standing there and you're seeing him kind of like react the way he did kind of breaking down and everything and, and um, was there a pull for you to go get him and like kind of comfort him or like, were you like, I mean, what, what was the, what was that process like for you to see? Like one, you had your expectations. And then second thing is, Oh my gosh, well, it's not being met. It's like, well now what? <laughs> kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was like, hold it together, kid. Like you could do this, you know? And for me too, it was like, all right, I got to show him that this is okay. That there's, it's okay to be afraid, but we're going to do this anyway. Mm. And so I like, I'm going to stand my ground here. I'm going to do my thing. And I'm just going to model for him what this is supposed to look like. And he can come along or, 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 or not at his speed. And so that's kind of how I, I took it. <laughs> it's like, all right, we just got to, you know, try and, and do as much of it as we can make, make the best of it. Did it ever, did it enter in your mind at all of like, well, maybe this ain't it. 
Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, probably, I don't know, most of the way through the class, I was like, I don't know about this. I, I think I even said to the instructor, like, we're, we're just going to talk about it this week. We'll hopefully see you next week, but maybe not. And that felt really crappy. <laughs> I was like, I don't like to give up on stuff. Um, I've, I've kind of, one of my big things is like figuring it out and persisting through obstacles. And I, the idea of throwing in the towel really, really hurt because it was a real possibility that we were just not going to do this. Mm. That's an interesting. I think I was, I mean, we want to teach our kids, right. About, as you're saying, perseverance, you know, like you make a decision, um, hopefully informed decision, but you make yeah. a decision in any case, you, you, it's kind of like that stick twit ish kind of, uh, um, you know, um, you want you want them to be able to 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 go down the route that they've chosen for themselves, right? Make a decision, go go with it. Then there's there's going to be a point when, you know, for all of us, in in any decision that we make, where it could be like, you know what, the decision I made has put me on a railroad track that is headed for a brick wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when when you know, for you, what what helps you to decide when it's time to bail and time to, you know, you, you still got to stick with it, particularly when it comes to your kids. Yeah. With stuff like this, I, I'm realizing more and more, it's like, he's five. Like he needs to be exposed to things at least two or three times before we can even make an informed decision about whether he wants, he actually wants to do it or not. Like, you know, new foods, new, anything like, He's got to be exposed to it more than more than once, as long as it's not absolutely dangerous or or whatever. Um, you know, as as long as it's something that we've we've decided that either together or or my wife and I or or just me or just him. Like, if you if you've committed to a decision, you got to do it at least two or three times before you can say I don't like it or I don't want to do that anymore. And with, with this program, it really helped. It's like, okay, it's eight weeks long. Mm. We're just going to go for the eight weeks, mm. <laughs> you know? And and for now, like, let's just go for the next week mm. and see how that goes. And then we'll go to week three. And then if you really don't like it, we could, we could maybe not go after that. But we're just going to go next week. Mm. So there's a tempering of, you know, yes, we want to, but... I mean, you, to your point, I mean, you, you know, your child, you know, things that you've uh, tried in the past, whether it's food or anything else. And it's like, okay, well, we can kind of understand a bit better, like what his threshold is. And of course, what your threshold is <laughs> yeah. kind of taking the resistance <laughs> that, that might come from, from your children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. even, yeah. but even for you, I mean, this is like a kind of a, a, a growth uh, a thing as well. Um, do you feel when you, when you're going through, and I know like you, you've mentioned making those, 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 those personal accomplishments, right. You know, your flexibility and being able to kick and, and that type of thing. Do you, do you see this as something that is, is yours as well? Or is it more of that you're there to have the shared experience w- with him? I see it as both. And I mean, this is my 
you know, chance to kind of own, own my martial arts journey too of like, yeah, I can really have some mastery here and I can really learn some new skills and, and do some things that with my, with my physical health that I've, <laughs> I want and need to do, I don't know, on my own, like you know, flexibility and, and, and control and, and preventing injuries in the other crazy stuff that I do. Um, so yeah, it's as much for me as it is for him. Mm. Good. I want to go back a little bit to uh, when you talked about when you moved and you went to, uh, you know, um, I can't remember if you're saying if it was part of your high school program or church, but you had a kind of a self-defense type uh, uh, program that, that you'd gone through. Um, yeah. With the, uh, the multi-discipline black belts and stuff, you know, showing you a lot of different things. What was that? Uh, where did that come from? Is that, was that something that it was just, again, was it part of your school, part of your church? And it just, um, I guess the reason I'm asking is because I don't hear that very often in terms of like, Hey, you know, get a, take a self-defense class, kind of thing, especially at that age, yeah. you know? Yeah. It was awesome. It was, um, so this whole like weekend thing, it was, you know, uh, it's called snowball. And so it was like, um, a few different tracks you could take a few different kind of classes you could take everything from like, there was they didn't call it meditation, but it was essentially meditation, uh, how to, how to relax in a guided way. Uh, they had, uh, you know, of course, kind of self-esteem and anti-drug kind of stuff, but also self-defense. And it was one of the most popular classes. It was, I can't remember, it was an hour or two hours, but it was long enough to actually learn some stuff about how to get out of a, a tense situation, um, various uh, grabbing kind of attacks and how to get out of them. And then they showed some really fun stuff about like how to put somebody to sleep, <laughs> you know, real fun. <laughs> that was the, that was, <laughs> it was like, do not try this kind of thing, but I need a volunteer and I'm going to knock them out. Yeah, like, yeah. and he would, I can't even remember what he did. But it was basically just like touching them in a very specific place, like under the cheek or something like that with a really targeted blow and it just, out like a light bulb and it was always hilarious but uh you know uh, leading up to that was you know some really good techniques about how to you know assess a situation how to get out of um you know somebody who's trying to grab you or or hold you um and and kind of common scenarios you might find yourself in which i think was especially valuable for the the girls in the group, but also as guys is like pretty cool to be able to throw somebody around and, and, and feel like your power can be used in an appropriate way. Um, but also how, uh, uh, you need to control yourself and how you don't want to be on the other side of this, uh, exchange of being the aggressor. Hmm. Was this a um, part of like a, like a high school, uh, kind of yeah. uh, activity? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, you know, optional weekend, you know, high school kind of lock-in kind of thing. Oh, okay. Very, very, yeah. very cool. Huh? Yeah. That's really interesting, man. Yeah. That's, um, did you have any situations, um, come up growing up when, you might've needed something like that, whether it was before or after the class. I mean, did you, were you ever in fights Were you ever bullied or anything like that? I was bullied. Uh, and 
I think I only ever got in one fight and I got a royal kick to the nuts. Like <laughs> a literally wind up soccer kick yeah. <laughs> that landed me in the nurse's office for the afternoon. Mm. <laughs> but you know, I was never really like kind of we didn't grow up in a rough neighborhood or anything mm. like that. And mm. I didn't I didn't find myself in the kind of crowds that got me to fights. So I got, you know, kind of verbally bullied a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think some extra self-confidence from something like martial arts would have really helped a lot when I was a kid because I had no self-confidence mm. at all. Mm. <laughs> um, like I had very little self-esteem. I'm still working through that, honestly. Mm. Um, and so, you know, some some way to feel confident and powerful at a young age would have been really helpful, even if it, the physical aspect of it, of, you know, the techniques and things wouldn't have been extremely applicable. Uh, just the ability to exude confidence in any situation and, and, and be able to tell off some of those jerks who were you know, calling me names or trying to uh, you know, push me around a player and that kind of thing would have been really helpful. Hmm. Do you think that's where you, um, because you talked even about, uh, you know, for your for your girls, you know, they're, they're young right now, but getting them the BJJ and that type of stuff. I mean, I know I was bullied uh, when I when I was a kid as well. And just kind of that feeling of like, almost like powerless. It's like you don't have any yeah. options other than to take it. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like I had any other option other than to believe everything that they were saying and internalize it and and walk away with my tail between my legs. That was my only option. And it felt like shit. Hmm. Like I felt like shit about myself most of the time growing up. Hmm. Was it such that, cause I mean, like I tell, you know, when I, I, I teach here, I, I tell folks that, you know, they we're born with this already, like millions of years of evolution. I mean, we have fight in us already. <laughs> yeah. Um, whether it's a skilled kind of fight or not, right? It's a completely different thing. You yeah. get people like windmilling and, and that type of type of thing. But so that's where like kind of training comes in. But I mean, there, there's there, it's it's because it's in us already. There has to be something else like you know those. I mean, you know, you talk about the lizard brains ready to fight, right? But then you know we have like uh, we have more of our uh, thinking and you know and 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 reason that come into play and uh, you know and that that keeps us from that um was it such that just that kind of physicality was frowned upon um in your family or just you know you had some experiences in the past where that's not that's not a place where you were either allowed to go or that you wanted to go i think it was a mix of both like um yeah any any time that we I became friends with like a, a rougher kid. It was always like, you know, we got to measure our interactions with him, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, because we don't want to, you know, get mixed up in that kind of thing. And, and, Oh, we got to be careful with the the things you watch on TV and the video games you play and things like that. So you don't get too violent or whatever. And, and now that we didn't, you know, my dad and I rough housed and, and you know, obviously my you know friends and I, screwed around quite a bit and that was you know we still had kind of a lot of autonomy which is great um but uh yeah at the end of the day it was it was uh, aggression and and fighting were very much frowned upon Mm. 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 i think it's a big deal um 
you know, for even as, as, as sometimes you can be in environments where it's very specifically said, like, hey, uh, you know, that that is not acceptable. But then there are others where it's, it's, it's less clear, but you still get kind of the signals and the vibe of like, yeah, it's not something that we would be very happy with. And, you know, kind of getting signals of like, OK, this is not this this going down that route, even having that ability would not be a good thing, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think it was more of that. Yeah, it was it was less the explicit and more the we just don't do that mm, mm. kind of thing. It wasn't like a thou shalt not. Right. right. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, I don't want to, because I know my parents are going to listen to this and I'm, I'm <laughs> I, know I, I might be painting them in, sli- in a slightly unfavorable light. And I'm, I'm, I apologize for that, but um, they, uh, yeah, there, there, there was not like a, an encouragement to embrace mm. that. We'll say, Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't any like don't get in fight. I mean, they never had to say don't get in fights because I just wasn't even in environments where I was close to. Sure. And I'm not saying like I should have gotten into a fight when I was a kid, but like it was uh yeah, it was more implicit, like we aren't fighters. Mm. You know? Mm. You just take it on the chin and you move on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you know, turn the other cheek and and things like that. Gotcha. Which there's a lot of good in that approach, but uh, also uh, you know some some harm that has come out of it. Frustration, I'm sure. Yeah, that's as well. Well, I mean, when you when you started talking about the the other thing that you got into after the uh, which was the uh, the uh, the kind of the the men's weekend was it? Was oh it man, that I mean, just the, I'd never experienced anything like that before. But I was like, wow, that that sounds really awesome. But just you know your excitement to uh, talking about it and like being exposed to all the stuff. And, you know, at the time you're like, I'm, I'm, were you out of the house already at the time, right? You were in Connecticut and you're already married. Yeah. This was, this was, um, I feel pretty recently. It was like 2015 or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, been, been married for a few years, had, uh, had one kid already. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can't remember if Tracy was pregnant with, with Jane yet or not. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But that, but like just you, you talking about it, like, just kind of lit up like, wow, we did this and that and that. And it sounded like, I mean, it just sounded like possibility, completely the opposite, right? It's not like, you know, it was just, it was just like, wow, this is really, really cool, cool stuff. And I think you'd mentioned like, Hey, you know, um, you know, karate kid and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. Maybe at the time you were, it, it sounded like you were exposed to it. it. It would have been a fun thing, but you didn't have the room to kind of explore that much. Now seeing, you know, having this opportunity with this, uh, this, uh, this retreat, this, uh, you know, this, this weekend, uh, like, sounds like a, like a tactical weekend kind of a, kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It very much was. Yeah. It just, it just sounded like, you know, wow, it's like all the possibilities now. And I remember, I mean, just you, you explaining it. I mean, it, it reminded me of when I first started in, in martial arts myself, like more formally. And I was, I was in my early twenties. I grew up in a kind of a, uh, I'd say similar environment where, you know, we didn't really, it was, it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't explicit, but it was like, okay, you just don't, you don't, you know, we're not really, you don't fight, you know, it, was, it wasn't anything that was encouraged, you know, exactly the same words that you used. Right. But I didn't, I didn't really have that, 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 uh, that, that confidence in, in doing anything like that anyway. Um, but then 
but I, but it was, there's still something inside that wanted to kind of come out. I mean, it's just, it, it just it, innate. I don't think I could have put my finger on it at the time and, you know, as, as a, as a, as a teenager. Um, but when I got out on my own and I saw, okay, you know what? I've been wanting to take martial arts for a long time. Luckily there's a place just down the street from me. It's when I first moved out to LA and, um, it was a full contact, uh, karate. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. Uh, but I just know that once I found out what it meant, which is like, we, we don't, they don't pull punches. They don't punch to the face, but everything else goes kind of a thing. Um, just even when I explain it to people now, like it's, you know, it sounds like that, that sounds horrible. But it was same kind of the same type of thing. Like if you're explaining what you were, uh, you know, you're telling me about this guy's weekend or whatever, some people would be like, Oh my God, that sounds terrible. You know, that sounds like just so barbaric, barbaric and like brutish and like warmongering kind of, kind of stuff or whatever. But for me, when I, when I share it, it, it's in my enthusiasm, it was more of like, it was my enthusiasm for having an outlet for these things that were already churning inside for a long time. I don't yeah. know if that's something you could relate to with that. When yeah. you jumped right into that. Cause I mean, were you into like tactical stuff and firearms and all that kind of thing before that? To a certain extent. I mean, so some of the, some of the really great things about my, my childhood. Is, so we, uh, both my parents come from farming families and we have like a real history with like, going out on the back 40 at my uh my dad's parents place and shooting stuff and it's just it's just what we do and it's fun like you know so christmas uh at at the zaners we'll be out behind the barn and shooting clay pigeons and my sister will outshoot all of us and it's and it's great so you know we have a history of target shooting and my my dad hunts um i've never been hunting i uh yeah just never really got into that was in the military but liked the tactical kind of stuff um didn't get into it really until uh after college but um started getting exposed to things like the go ruck challenge in like 2013 or something i started training up for my first one and um yeah and, and kind of got into that that world that way of now that i'm an adult and got to take care of my own stuff and my own family and got to be prepared. I, I was a an Eagle Scout, you know, model the boys, model the Boy Scouts, be prepared, right? And so now that be that over the past few years has become a lot more clear than it used to be that that involves more than just tying knots in first aid. <laughs> it's you know being able to lift heavy stuff and carrying it long distances and people and carrying them long distances and being able to defend myself and others um, from anything that may come our way and being prepared for emergencies and dealing with firearms, both on the aggressor and defensive side um, and just safety in general all those things have become a lot more interesting uh, over the past few years, but uh, most of them have been there for a while. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't such that this was like, it really, I mean, it sounded, it was like a really a cool thing to do, you know, in and of itself, that, that kind of that weekend to doing all those things. But to your point, it, it was something that these things were, were already in you already kind of, you know, building, especially 
now married, now having a family of your own and, and children and things that these are, these really are important things for me to, to explore and to, to cultivate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting how like growing up, I was exposed to a lot of really awesome um, experiences and skills and things that I only am now <laughs> appreciating their importance. And I really wish like in the moment, uh, you know, going through Boy Scouts, especially it was like, I wish I could have appreciated the full weight of some of the things that I was learning of like, this is going to really help you someday. Like mm. tying knots, for example, like being able to tie a quick, a couple of hitches comes in really handy when you're trying to tie a tarp over your uh, cellar door when a hurricane is approaching comes in really darn handy. And I had to look it up when I was, you know, we owned our house when uh, hurricane Irene and, and Sandy came in in Connecticut. And I literally had to batten down the hatches and like tie tarps over stuff. I'm like, I vaguely remember how to do this but I got to look it up and that didn't feel great. It felt cool. Like I knew generally what to do and I had sure. done it a bunch, but I didn't stay in practice cause I didn't see it as important. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, that's really darn important. <laughs> mm. Well, it's, it's like, I think the context was really important there too. Cause I mean, if you learned it in, in, uh, in the context of we have to learn these things to get, this patch or to go through this curriculum or whatever. And that's just the way things are as, you know, as, as a kid, right. That you, you only, you, you know, it's, it's a means to this, this kind of this ends here and the patch or whatever it might be. Um, it's the same kind of thing. I think, you know, for, for martial arts where it's like, there are people that will uh, train um, to get the, the stripe or the, the belt, but that's the context as opposed to, you know, they don't take it out in the context of like, you know, to, you know, to, what things you're talking about, like, oh my gosh, if, if, if I had to defend my family kind of thing. So it means more, I say, I say more, but it means something very different, you know, yeah, that yeah. And, versus and it's you. good to keep it obviously contextually appropriate to age and experience and all those things. But something that has been really impo- important, uh, impressed <laughs> is the word I'm searching for upon me lately by uh, my, my friend, my mentor, my coach, Larry Yatch, former Navy SEAL, all-around badass, is in all of these things growing up in our traditional education system in uh, organizations like the Boy Scouts, even in martial arts, we're taught a whole lot of what-to-dos, tactics, a whole lot of, or a fewer, how-to-do things, strategies, and very rarely why to do things. Mm desired end states and it's extremely important in this day and age to get those desired end states the why are we doing this in the first place nailed down so much more sense and and it also drives a lot of decisions in actually how to do things and what to do yeah that um having that 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 higher level uh context in terms of you, you know, to your point, that why, that desired end state, it will actually shape some of the things that, that come later, which, is, you know, in terms of the hows and the whats as well. Yeah. And that, I kind of alluded to earlier of like, 
we're not doing little league kind of stuff because my desired end state for, for our family and that my wife and I have agreed on is that we want to foster uh, an environment where we feel close together and we create epic adventures for our family and we give generously and we spend lots of time together and uh, we, we grow in our relationships together. And so anything that doesn't do that, we don't do. Mm. That's great. Period. It's interesting, man, because like, I'm, I'm hearing this and hearkening back to what you had uh, said earlier in terms of growing up, not having a lot of confidence, still working on confidence in yourself. Yeah. And um, very difficult for me to pick up on anything where that's really the case, quite frankly, especially since you, you, you're because, um, because of this, because of exactly what you, what you're saying, right. In that you, you have a vision in mind, right. You have that reason why you have that end state that you're working towards. So it's very easy there. When we talk about confidence, think it's, it's, it's easy to vacillate. To waver, you know, and like it's like, oh, do I go or not go or, or whatever? Now, you know, of course, you you take that in 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 its own little context, right? I mean, are there small decisions or the bigger decisions? What are the resources? All that kind of stuff in there. But the fact that you have something that you are working towards and your family's working towards together, it um, it feels like you know that confidence is not even it doesn't even come into play in terms of there's no question about it, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's like, there's no room for uh, whether I have confidence or not. It's just, this is where I'm going. Yeah. Part of it is, um, yeah, because I reflected on that so much that it helps to be really clear on it, but we're still in this stage of, again, I'll go back to Larry because he has, he has a formula for confidence that is really helpful mm. in distinction. So it starts off with identifying a gap in life that's always a knowledge gap. Like I don't even know <laughs> this thing. Now we're, we, I know what I want to do with my family and my wife. We, we know what we want to do. Then it's putting that into action. You learn a skill and then you, you've put that skill into practice in a low stakes environment. Like Alex and I are doing with Taekwondo. Then that builds experience. And then once you ratchet the stakes up, you gain more experience and then you gain confidence. So I'm, I'm in the mode of the stage right now in between the practice and the experience getting towards confidence, if that makes sense in this area mm. of, of my self, of, of who I am. Mm. I can be more confident in who we are as a family because I've got more support there because my, my wife is an awesome teammate. Mm. Um, but me on my own, I've got a lot of, like we all do, er- areas that I need to shore up. And, and frankly, some areas I don't even know what I don't know uh, enough to start building skills in yet. Mm. Um, and so that's where some of the lack of confidence comes out in, in, in other things. Sure. But I think for me, man, I mean, just, you know, in, in our talking here, most people only work on those, you know, okay, let's, let's, you know, get our, 
get some experience, get the stakes or whatever. They don't, but there's nothing that they're really working towards. It's like, you know, mm, there's, yeah. there's less of a foundation. There's something missing, right? And for you, having that desired end state allows you to be more flexible in the, the activities that you uh, yeah. choose to go into. It allows you to be a bit more flexible in, um, you know, the decisions that you make, you know, in their activities, in what stakes you decide to take part in, uh, et, et cetera, right? So for I guess sure. that's really what's coming through for me is that you know where you're going. Doesn't matter if it's through martial arts or through shooting or anything else for, for that matter. The fact that you've got something that you're working towards um, makes it so that uh, makes it such that that uh, that needing the confidence, I guess, is, is, to do it is is it's it's almost like tertiary. Whereas, like yeah. a lot of people, yeah. they're you know they don't have a why, right? You're using your terms, right? They don't really have those whys. Maybe they have. The, the, what they're doing, the skill they're working on, uh, you know, or, or the, the stakes that they uh, they're ha- they have, and the um, the uh, the activities they're working on, but then it's almost like they're just like in a on a treadmill, you know, they're on a, yeah. they're, they're like in a hamster wheel. They're not getting anywhere, right? But you have something at least to measure against. Am I yeah. am I closer in my family relationships? Am I closer with my boy? Right? Am I uh, am I uh, communicating well with my wife? in terms of our partnership as in our, uh, in our marriage. Yeah. I want to share something with you. And I, and I know you aren't recording video, so you may, uh, uh, might be just something to share later or maybe I'll just read it to you. Sure. So this is actually, so my desired end state, um, I've got this on a vision board that I keep on my, uh, I've got my own like private website just for myself, but I also put it on my uh, desktop on my computer. So it has two elements. It's got a positive one and a environment that I want to create and a negative environment that I want to avoid, mm. which is another really important piece. So this is it. Um, I'll hold the obligation to have a life of clarity and purpose to create an environment where I feel powerful, fulfilled, peaceful, and joyful to give intentionally to new causes, create epic experiences for my family and inspire others to lead purposeful lives because I have the ability to transcend obstacles, enabling my family legacy to expand, and to avoid an environment where I feel worthless, empty, and broken so that I don't sink into addictions, negative thought spirals, or suicidal thoughts because I've wasted my life due to being disconnected from my family, losing our traditions, and losing our faith foundation. So how I use that as a decision filter if after experiencing something a couple of times, it moves me closer or to, to and faster towards that positive, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do more of it. If it brings up those emotions and that negative one after a couple of times of doing it, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> like, whether it's a relationship, whether it's an activity, whether it's a career I'm not going to do it long term if it moves me closer to that negative state because mm. that's not a place that I want to move towards. Mm. So if I sense in any way I'm I'm moving on a trajectory towards that, I'm going to take some steps to change. That's awesome, dude. And it's not easy. It never is. But oh, no. yeah, well, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's completely different. Uh, uh, you know, I think altogether, right? But 
you know, uh, the, st- uh, the, the perseverance that we we're talking about earlier. Right. But I mean, again, just, I think just the, the, the clarity alone of where you want to go, I mean, right in front of you, right. The, the, what I want, what I don't want, uh, that's, that's, that's a huge step that I, I uh, venture to say most people do not have that, that kind oh, of, I guarantee you, you know, maybe 1% of the world, maybe less yeah. has statements like that put together for their life. So it's like, it's like, and they're pretty much all Navy SEALs. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> listen, you know in the, in the moment, you know, I don't know. I might not know what I'm doing right now. Right. What I'm trying here, but I know where I'm going. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's huge power in that. There's huge confidence that, 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 that comes from that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Power is another really interesting word that um, I've learned a really great, I learned a lot of things from Larry, but I love his distinctions is very precise language. And one of them is power is the ability to influence change. Mm. And that can come personally, it can, you know, be electricity lighting this room. It could be hydraulic power that, you know, I love as a mechanical engineer, but you know, it's, it's that ability to, to change things, to do work, to make things happen. Hmm. And, and you can, it's not an innate quality either. It's something you can produce through actions, Hmm. through gaining confidence, through gaining knowledge and practice. There's power. As you say, you can cultivate that. You can find ways to, to, create and generate that, um, harness it, then you, you ultimately need a, a, a place to direct it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's, I think that's, that's the beauty of what you were, you know, we've been talking about with you and what you've been able to, to do. Um, you know, with, uh, I mean, like you're just the, the things that you're doing with your boys is, is a case in point of that, right? Like you, you, you've got the power there to influence him and actually to, to take, you know, to, to do this even on, you know, um, on your own. Um, but you have, you have somewhere you're going with it. It's not just, okay, yeah, let's take this class. It's like, let's go hand in hand together and grow and get closer as a uh, father and son in this, um, and, and make our family stronger. So yeah. it's beautiful stuff, man. Dan Zander, this was awesome, dude. Um, listen, uh, I think, uh, I think the people will find their way to this. They're, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. Where, if, if they could connect, if they wanted to connect you with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Uh, probably the easiest. Uh, I'm pretty available on Facebook. You can shoot me a message anytime. Um, I've also got a podcast called uh, the Anthem of the Adventurer. So you can listen to um, my interviews and, and my own musings about the importance of adventure in our lives, especially as fathers. Um, and if you like John Eldridge, that's a good place to go. Um, and my website also, also anthemoftheadventurer.com. You can find uh, back episodes of the podcast there. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest ways. Awesome. Dan, thanks again, brother. Appreciate this. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been excellent. Always good to connect with you, man. Folks, I hope you appreciated that chat with Dan. I really appreciated his openness in sharing his journey with his uh, boy as well as his personal journey. It's always fascinating to me to hear stories from parents that take on 
a new challenge along with their children as a way to not only learn something new, but also to share a unique experience with them. So that's it for today's episode. This is Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast. Talk to you next time.